I be that pretty motherfucker. Harlem's what I'm rapping. Tell my niggas with the bitch and we gon' make it in a second. Never disrespect it. Plus, I'm well connected with this coke that I imported. Just important as your president. Swagger so impressive. And I don't need a necklace, but these bitches get impressed when you pull up in that seven. I'm sixes, I'm beans, I get skits. What's going on? Welcome to the All American Chelsea Podcast. I am the captain. I am the legend. I am the leader of all things you see. All American Chelsea, what's going on? It's your boy Christian coming back again to you live from beautiful Miami, Florida in the good old US of A. Had to start the podcast off with some ASAP Rocky. The homie is free. It seems like his legal troubles in Sweden are over with. Who knows? Who knows? The story shall continue. I don't know. I honestly don't know what's going to happen with that. Um, I, not to say that I'm like the president of the ASAP Rocky fan club. Just I've been a huge fan of his since... I can't even tell you when was the first real ASAP Rocky joint that that uh got on my radar. I can't tell you when that was, but I can tell you that I, I've been I've been fucking with with his music uh for a minute now, for a long time. I think I might be the first ASAP Rocky fan. Might be. Not sure. I'm not sure. A lot of people ask me, like, yo, why do you like his music so much? Uh I don't know, man. Uh, Well, I'll tell you this much. Part of it is his beat selection. So back in the days, went back in the days when I wanted to make music, when I I was making beats, a lot of the beats that I made that I aspired to were the airy, melodic, uh, trip-hop type of beats. I just gravitated towards there. It was very... Boom bap, old school, flipping sample style, and very uh, spacey, airy, melodic uh, beats. Not anything to say that, uh, not not to, like, I don't want to give you guys the impression that I was, you know, ahead of my time or anything like that. Or that, you know, my beats were were radio ready. Nothing of the sort. I did have a couple songs with uh, some local rappers and stuff like that. But um, long story short, kind of, you know, ASAP Rocky's music reminds me of what I heard in my brain, not necessarily what I heard coming out of my own speakers. But like, if you had to play the beats that I heard in my brain, which is the most frustrating thing. When you hear something in your head, when you have an idea, when you have a plan in your head and it doesn't come out the way uh, you envisioned in your head, the way you heard it in your head, that's frustrating, man. But the times where it does come out, where exactly what you heard in your head comes out from the speakers, those are some magical moments, man. I'm going to tell you one thing. For me, for me, the most gratifying, the most satisfying, the one of the best feelings of all time. It never got old. I never got it never got old was making a beat 
in the in wherever your laboratory was at that time mine was in my bedroom in my parents house whenever you're making a beat and you're like i think that i think this sounds good this is fantastic and then you would take it to the studio and then others would you start seeing slowly but surely that head bob starts going that's a great feeling another one since i was uh i used to dig in the crates was hearing a sample just hearing something you're like oh my god i can destroy this i can flip this i can do something with this and that excitement of just being able to flip a sample that was also a great feeling man that was that was a high and a drug that i i don't know man i i don't i don't know where else to find that 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 feeling was it was amazing so you know but anyways getting back to Aesop Rocky uh that's why I kind of you know I kind of mess with his music man I, I enjoy his music because if I had to say like if I had to if you had to ask me back in 2005 2006 um 2004 2003 what do your beats sound like if I remember correctly like what I heard in my head, I would use words that would describe the beats that ASAP Rocky chooses. Like, like you know, again, I'm not saying that whatever they were ready for prime time or ready for radio. Like I, at that time, nowhere near. I was, you know, I was just messed around with beats for like seven to ten years, something like that, something like that. And a few were really good for the majority at the time. Like when I, especially when I was starting out, wasn't that good. But a few were really good. But like, if I had to describe, like it would, it would definitely like I would use words to describe. And so you know, ASAP Rocky's beat selection. So that's why I do enjoy his music. Truth be told, I do enjoy his music. Like that's that's a definitely a a big part of it. So what's going on, everybody? It is tuesday august 6 2019 um before i get into like a little bit of a a debbie downer topic i want to shout out to all of my nigerian listeners um and all my all my listeners around the world but particularly all my nigerian listeners man i just got an email today i use a a service called chartable and chartable is like okay so with podcasting so what you guys a lot of you guys don't know podcasting is not like youtube where you put out a podcast and you know exactly who what where when or why with the content you're putting out it's very um it's like a guess because it has to do with downloads it has to do with this that the other not to get i don't want to like i don't want you guys to get too bogged down like don't that's not important the important thing is when it comes to charts and rankings, very few services are, you kind of can pinpoint like where you are in the rankings. You know what I'm saying? Like they can, they, especially with the service that I use, which is Anchor, shout out to Anchor. Like they put out my podcast, they put out this podcast to all the services, but then it's really a third party. Like, 
you know, it's up to iTunes if we want to report back to Anchor because iTunes definitely doesn't report back to me. So, however, though, there's third-party services like Chartable, which is one of the services that I use. They kind of tells you a rough estimate, you know, what, who, what, where, when, or why. But the free service definitely gives you, um, like, countries where your podcast is is ranking, it's charting. And one of them that came in was uh, Nigeria. And my podcast is in the top 100 in Nigeria, which I thought was super dope, man. Like, it's incredible to me. I still get floored to the, you know, with the idea that my voice is traveling all over this globe, you know, through the power of the Internet. And for those flat earthers out there, I'm apologizing. I haven't gone flat yet. I'm still, you know, part of the the conspiracy theory that the world is still around. So, I'm not even going to get into flat earth. I I apologize. I'm not even going to do it. I'm sorry. I'm not getting into flat earth. um, And I'm not a flat earth believer. I'm sorry. But if you are, you know how we do here. No judgment, no disrespect. So, do you, homie? Do you, my man? Do you, my sister? If you believe that the earth is actually flat. Um, but yeah, man. So, shout out to all my Nigerian listeners out there. Uh, I'm definitely going to celebrate this weekend. I, last weekend, I was meant, I saw a YouTube video on how to make jollof rice. And uh, my weekend got caught up. So, I couldn't actually make it myself. But. I think this weekend is the weekend, especially to celebrate the start of the Premier League, the first match of the Premier League. Uh, Chelsea play Manchester United, 11.30, my time this Sunday, August 11th. We have a very special podcast. I kind of hinted to it uh, at the end at the of the interview, but we have a very special podcast with the, with the, the brother, with the homie, with the very first guest of the all American Chelsea podcast, my boy, Josh Banks. He's the first person to ever come down to Miami to come. Uh, he's the first person on the podcast. He's the first person to come down, uh, to Miami to come check out the homie, and we uh, went to a sports bar. We watched a Chelsea match. It was against Wolves. Um, it was when Callum Hudson Odoi came in in the 66th minute. So, so he's actually going to uh, Old Trafford, and he'll be there. So I'm gonna be. We're gonna be super excited to welcome him back on the show, so he could give us firsthand observations on what he saw during the match. So that's gonna be awesome. That's going to be awesome. That's going to be a great podcast. Great podcast. A lot of information is going to come out of that one. So, um, finally, little bit of a uh, little bit of a Debbie Downer. Uh, again, I kind of uh, touched on it that this podcast goes out to the world. So I don't want to kind of like zero in too much on what the you know what happened here in the states. Um, for those who don't know, over the weekend, there was two um, mass shootings at a, a one was at a mall, if I'm not mistaken, and the other one was at a Walmart. It just overall, I, I know I know that things happen all over the planet and not to single the United States out, not to single Americans out where, you know bad things happen or anywhere else that matter it just 
you know how the vibes are here on the show. I like to be positive. I like good energy. I end every show with I love you because I actually mean it. I love you. And it just breaks my heart when I just hear anything negative happening, man. Because I'm going to tell you what, man. Like I, on YouTube, on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, especially on Reddit. I do not like negative news. I don't watch my local news because I don't like negativity in my life, man. I'm not uh, ignoring it and pretending that it doesn't exist because it exists, man. Negative energy, negative vibes, uh, just bad things exist all over this planet. You know, I just choose not to consume it because I like positive energy. So to those, you know, anybody around the world that had a, you know, whether they lost their life, their family member that lost their life. I mean, hell, we could even have a listener that we don't even know out there somewhere on the planet that last week heard the podcast with Joe Tweedy and now this week won't be hearing the podcast because they lost their life. It just makes me sad, man. And, you know, it just breaks my heart, man. I like positive vibes, a lot of energy, positive energy, and I think this world needs more of that, you know. So, sorry guys to uh, to hit you with that one, but, you know, let's try something, man. Let's try something. Let's all of us collectively, collectively, tomorrow, just be nice to one person. One person. Just try it. Let's just be nice to one person, and hopefully that one person carries that positive energy forward and passes it on to somebody else maybe it changes their day maybe it puts a smile on somebody else's face you know what i'm saying so enough is enough enough with the 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 sorrow and the sadness let's get into the interview today we welcome the homie gm from the football fan chat show um I'm very, very, very happy that he came on the show. I'm so happy to have him. Reason being, he's a younger dude, a young content creator, and he's getting out there. He's getting after, and he's putting out good content. So without further delay, let's welcome GM, and I'll talk to you guys at the end of the interview. All right, what's going on, everybody? Your boy is back with uh, with a special guest today on the show. I have somebody that I wanted to have on the show for a minute now. Um, and it's my homie, my little brother, GM, from the Football Fan Chat Show. Good afternoon to you, Wells. Good morning to me. Good afternoon to you. How are you doing today, my man? Yeah, good, good. Thanks for having me on. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I've been wanting to have you on for a minute, man, because I've been watching, I've been watching your moves from afar. And I've been seeing how, um, how you've been conducting yourself, your hustle and drive, with uh, with your podcast, with your YouTube channel, with social media, and I am uh, impressed because when I was your age, I I didn't possess not a tenth of what you're showing right now, man. So like, I wanted to salute you and have you on the show because you're doing the damn thing, my man. You're doing the damn thing. So salutes Thank to you. Thank you very much. Thank you very so, much. I mean, well. I guess let's get into it. Talk to me, brother. How did you, how did you, um, 
start going down the path of having your own show, having a podcast. Like, like obviously, you're active on social media, so you see everybody doing something. So when you made the decision to jump in, how did you, like, like take me to that moment where you're like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> well, basically, uh, back in January 2018, I started the channel with a friend of mine, uh, Jamie, who isn't actually part of the channel anymore. He's actually a massive gooner. And um, we went to a game at Craven Cottage, which is uh, Chelsea's rivals, actually. Well, rivals. I don't know. Do you really want to call them rivals? And we went to Fulham 6, Burton 0. Um, it was it was a cheap game. We just went there and, and it, was an, it was another ground ticked off for us. And we really enjoyed it. And we're just two friends going there. And then we thought, how about we start a channel? You know, we're, we're two fans. We're passionate about football. We love football and da-da-da. Why don't we start a channel? Now, the original idea that we had didn't ever go to plan. I actually had a channel at that point. He did as well. We both gave up both of those channels and kind of went into the football fan chat. But he uh, left last september uh we didn't really do much from january to september because we weren't really sure we didn't know much about uh you know youtube or podcasting or anything about this like we hadn't really watched an awful lot like he'd watched a bit of AFTV and been on AFTV a few times but we didn't really know an awful lot about it and then last september i decided to just take the plunge and just go in and i just picked up my phone and started doing videos and i, I have to say that some of them videos are very cringy <laughs> and i don't really like some of them videos are, are quite good though because there's like some things that i watch back and i think oh yeah that was true and i said this right blah 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 so you might film like 10 videos and one of them you could be like that was really good and then nine you'll just cringe at so you you have it you just have to go in and anybody that wants to start a youtube channel whatever niche it's in go for it really that's what i that's what i just want to say because you know every you know, your first videos are going to be your worst videos and you just need to go in with it and you just need to go for it and that's what i did and i love chelsea i love football and i've just continued it and we've done more and more series and now we're doing daily videos on on the channel every single day minimum one video that is awesome and and something i can absolutely relate to and absolutely uh support um i was watching a video with ed sheeran um, not to say I'm a particular big fan of his, but just it just came up on my YouTube recommendation. It had everything to do with being a creative. And what he was saying is that the only way uh, for him to become a great songwriter or a good songwriter, whatever, which one you want to consider him. It, the fact of the matter is he is a prolific songwriter is that you got to write hundreds of thousands of bad songs before you start writing good songs and you just got to accept that you have to put in hours upon hours upon hours of bad performances of bad whatever you're doing to then get better um you know provided that you do get better some people just never get better <laughs> but they get better from where they started to where they're currently at provided that you put in the work and um and that's something that's true for for our space for content creation and something that's true for I would imagine any creative uh you know space as well. Yeah. So salute to you, my man, because I'm telling you, man, you're way ahead of the game than where I was. You're way ahead of the game than to where I was at at a, at a similar age, bro. Um, <laughs> so salute to you. Thank so you. Let me let me ask you a question. Um 
how did you going into the season? So last year we have sorry, and mm-hmm. it, whatever. It, 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 you know, I'm so over the the sorry in the sorry out. Like, I, part of me, it, I'm upset that he's out, but more so, not necessarily because it's sorry, but more so because of. The meme continues. The Chelsea meme continues with the higher and fire, higher and fire. I'm more I, I, I like the further we get away from that situation, the more I'm certain that that's why I'm still feeling some type of way. I'm still in my feelings on the whole sorry and sorry out situation. So, Definitely. but you know, now we have Frank Lampard. Um, mm-hmm. Going into the Frank Lampard, take me, like, like, talk to me. Going into Frank Lampard's situation, how are you feeling? Well, I think it's it's going to be difficult for him because you have to look at it. I don't want an Ole Gunnar Solskjaer situation where we win seven, eight games and it's all super Frankie Lampard and, you know, he's the most popular person in football Twitter and he's everything. And then we just go down and then it's all Lampard out, Lampard out. Um, I personally believe that that could happen. I hope it doesn't happen. I hope we have a pretty good season. I think that the highest we will finish is fourth. And I think, I realistically think we could finish fifth or sixth or even lower. Uh, Because, you know, he hasn't got, I don't think it'll be Frank's fault if we do finish fifth or sixth or seventh. Because I don't think a lot of our players are the level of players that we've got. Because we used to have Eden Hazard and he was our only star player. And now we have Ingolo Kante, who is 75% fit in all this. But, you know, who else you got? You've got Jorginho, Kovacic and Barkley, who I think are pretty average midfielders. Barkley is all right. Kovacic is just clueless. And Jorginho, I just don't like at all. So I, 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 I just don't like it. So I, I think that we will finish highest fourth, maybe fifth or sixth. I, I'm saying fifth. You're saying fifth. Um. Well, I, I think I don't think I don't think uh, Kovacic is clueless, <laughs> but I mean to each their own, right? To each their own. But we can't agree on well, something. My problem is, is he just blasts it into Rose, as I always say. He just he just that doesn't he seem does, to have yeah. any sort of idea. It's like, why do we buy this guy? Like, he's not worth the amount of money. He's not worth fifty-seven million or forty million or however much we paid for him. Even in the preseason, though, like he has, like this preseason, though he has stepped. I mean, we could say the same thing about Ross Barkley because last year Ross um, was flashing moments where you could say, "All right, he's not the worst, but he might be okay." And this preseason, at the very minimum, he's winning the well. He's won because that's it. That's it. I would, I would, I would give the preseason MVP to Ross Barkley. Ross Barkley and Mason Mount are are absolutely the only two contenders for preseason MVP. So, I going back to Kovacic, he has looked better. He has looked a lot better. You know, who knows how long, if this is a form thing, if this is a class thing, I'd, I'm not I'm not willing to put my neck out or put my money in either one of those two camps. Well, on I'm, Barkley, on Barkley, sorry to interrupt. Go, go on Barkley, uh, is, is, you know, he at Everton, I quite liked him. And when he was not really getting on with Everton, he kind of left there then. I made the joke to a few of my friends that 
oh, maybe he'll come to Chelsea. And they were like, Chelsea's too high of a level of him. And I think he's approached it very well. I think he's done quite well. You know, he was thrown in at the deep end under Conte going, I think his debut was against Arsenal at the Emirates and it was in the... Was it the Carabao Cup semi-final? I'm trying to think back now. Was I, it that I'm, game? I'm the worst when it comes to, like, like you know, some people have photographic memory where they could tell you the minute, the, the, the time, what, exactly where somebody came in. I'm the worst. I remember... If he didn't no, do I anything big, either, I just told. I, I, I just got it told. Um, if he didn't do anything big, um, it's gonna be hard for me to remember. I, I need to, I need to have more context in it. You know what I'm saying? But go, 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 continue, continue. Yeah, I just think he's a good player. And I think he's approached it well. And I think people like me, I even said on one of the old videos on the Football Fan Show, I said that he wasn't going to do very well. I wasn't pleased by him at all. Um, and, and I just didn't like him. I thought he'd be the next Danny Drinkwater, really, because I think him and Danny Drinkwater, I think Danny Drinkwater doesn't have the right attitude. I think if he had a better attitude, he might have more of a chance to go in there. But if he's just going to get drunk and get arrested and just <laughs> make that money, yeah, blah, 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 whatever he does, Genuine. If he if he's just going to do that, he, I think Ross Barkley's had the right attitude. You I know, do coming too. to a top six club, and I, and I think he's had the right attitude, and I'm, I I really like him, and I, I like him, and and I think I don't know. It, it's sad that he left Everton though, because Everton was his boyhood club. He's from Liverpool. Yeah, he's a scouser, and. You know, I think it was sad that he left there because I think they were a good club for him. Um, I hate it when people say that and they say, oh, good little club for them because Everton aren't a small club um, and all that. But I think he's done well at Chelsea for what he's had and his ability isn't brilliant. People always moan that, oh, he hasn't got this attribute or that attribute. Well, Giroud hasn't got got pace and all that, but he can't speed up. You know, it isn't his choice. (laughs) He he chose that. So people say, oh, this attribute and this attribute and all this. But... You know, you can't choose what you're good at and what you're what you're bad at. So, you know, I, I was born and I didn't know that I'm, I was going to run a fan channel. You were born and you didn't know you were going to run a podcast. So it just happens. It just develops. So, yeah, that's my opinion on Ross Barkley. <laughs> you know what? That's, that's, <laughs> that's hilarious, bro. <laughs> you can't pick what you're good at and what you're bad at. Oh, that's a hot take coming in. Hot take. Oh my god. Yeah, I, I don't know. I hot think take from the All American Chelsea podcast. <laughs> hot take for today. Facts. You can't beat. You can't choose what you're good at and what you're bad at. Oh man. Now I will say this. Um, I think you're 100 percent right. Even last year, the when you know again. You could pay. I don't care what. At this point, I don't care what camp you're in. Sorry in, sorry out. When during that whole thing, but you know, one thing that I I would find it very hard to believe that somebody's gonna question is Ross Barkley's um professionalism last year when it came to getting into training camp or you know early studying. I mean. It would seem like a natural thing to do. It would seem like a genius, like like just yeah, like that's exactly what you do. You study your new manager's old team, find the position that you played in those uh in that old team, and try to emulate and practice what they do before the manager gets to your club. Like that just seems smart, and that's what he did, bro. And you know, I, I commend him. My hat's off. Throughout the whole year, this dude, despite all of his deficiencies that people pointed out and that he had, this, that, or the other, that he still currently has, the man, you could tell, hustled and worked. 
and you know hats off to him hats off to him uh danny drinkwater i mean the whole danny drinkwater thing i think i saw uh, not i think i know i saw something that apparently there's a club in for him uh Brighton, I, I I think it was. I, I glanced at it real quick this morning, but apparently there is interest from a club uh, for Danny Drinkwater to move on. But I mean, he deserves to go to Stoneport United. <laughs> he just, I mean, but then, then again, I, it's you know what though, like okay, if he wants to play, then he deserve, then he should be gone. If he just wants to collect a check, I mean, if if that's what his motivations are, I mean. Who can blame him? How, I, much is he on a year? How much is he on a week? Sorry. I think it's oh, it's a over, it's over a hundred and something. I, 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 it, I know I've said hundred and fifty, and I know I've said a hundred. What it actually is, what actually gets deposited into his bank account, I have no idea. But I know it had, I know I've heard between a hundred and a hundred and fifty, because he was very similar. I remember seeing an article when he had just gotten to the club. And it was ranking his wages amongst the rest of the team. And he was on a similar amount to Gary Cahill. And Gary Cahill was at like 150, something like that. But, but I, I, I'm, I, I honestly don't know. But what I do know is, you know, that's a lot of money, man. And when you're, he's later in his career, his playing days are, are numbered, whether that's, I mean, he's 29. So you got to figure at the highest level, he might, he might have five to six years if he takes care of himself and then dropping uh one tier down he might have a couple of years in that who knows i mean who knows how long i mean you look at buffon buffon seems to seems to be playing you know I, I, he could play deep into his 50s i He'll mean the play guy, until he's 50 if he can get money yeah i mean he that guy doesn't seem to be going anywhere but uh, Buffon, I mean, you, you compared, you know, Danny Drinkwater, at least age for age, you know, who knows? Who knows how long he could play? I mean, I'm sure when Buffon was 29, people were like, Buffon yeah. is very, very, very good. Yeah. Um, you know, it, I, I know FIFA isn't the greatest metric to rate players, but yet Buffon last year, I think he was an 85 when he was uh, on PSG. I hated when, when I go online and somebody's playing with PSG and there's Buffon. I'm like, Jesus Christ, here we go. But, uh, but I mean, like, like I was saying, you got Buffon it's, could play deep, you know, deep into his 40s. And I'm sure the conversation when, when he was 29 was like, who knows how long he can play? He might have five years left. Well, I think that the reason he stayed last season was because he didn't want to finish on that Champions League. Thing where yeah. you know that he got sent off and all that. I don't think he wanted to finish on that. So I'm, he's like, I'm going to prove these lot wrong. I think he wants to win the Champions League. That's I he, think he, he, I know he's definitely has said that. I mean, I remember a famous, a famous interview where, um, when Danny Alves was at Juventus. I mean, they both were together at PSG last season, right? Yeah, they both were together at PSG. But when Danny Alves was at Juventus. He, there was an article that he said that Buffon came to him. He said, I would do anything to to get one of your uh, Champions League trophy. And Danny Alves responded to him, I, I would do anything to get one of your World Cup trophies. Because Danny Alves doesn't have a World Cup trophy. He has a he has Champions League trophy. And Buffon has World Cup trophy. So, and who did Danny Alves win it with? When he won it? 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, uh, 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 Barcelona. I was going to say Portugal. Oh, right, Barcelona. Right. Well, Barcelona. He's he's won the Champions League. Remember, he was. Uh, I've, I I remember. Uh, Barcelona came to Miami, uh, for like a friendly, and I remember uh, during the warm up watching Danny Alves and oh, I remember watching Danny Alves and it was somebody else warming up. Um. But I remember seeing the same type of similar warming up with Danny Alves and Messi. And they were, one was on one side of the pitch and the other was on the other side of the pitch. And not like, not like uh, lengthwise, but widthwise. And they were pinging the ball to each other, like six inches off the ground, just going back and forth between Danny Alves and Messi. So yeah, he definitely won it with Barcelona uh, multiple times. And Buffon has won it a World Cup once with Italy. So, yeah, so Buffon, point being, Buffon definitely wants the Champions League trophy. But, yeah, man, like, the, the, we, we're just sticking with the midfield with Barkley, um, Jorginho. Jorginho's, for me, there's two guys that I'm very, three guys, three members of our midfield that I'm very interested to see what Frank Lampard does with them. First yep. guy, Jorginho. Reason being. Jorginho was so linked to Sari. And again, doesn't matter where we're at. Sari in, Sari out. Doesn't matter. The fact of the, ma- of the point I'm trying to make is Jorginho was so linked to how Sari plays. It's going to be interesting for me to see how Jorginho changes his game. Uh, improve. What are the changes in Jorginho's game without Sari? That's the first midfielder I'm looking at. The second one is N'Golo Conte. How is N'Golo Conte going to play? What does Frank Lampard do with him? And then my third midfielder that I'm I'm very interested to see. This is going to be a shock. I'm very interested to see what's going to happen with Bakayoko. Yes, he has all his troubles. Yes, yes, yes. But the key in here is Frank Lampard, midfielder. And we just hired somebody. Chelsea Football Club hired somebody yesterday. What I like about Frank is, is he just gives an opportunity to everybody. Because he said, True. I'm not going to come in and, and say, oh, I'm just going to give an opportunity to, set, to certain players. I know you've been you know, put down. Danny Drinkwater, Tumubaki Oko, Bichibachiwai, all these other players. He doesn't just say, oh, I'll put you down. I won't play you because of such and such has said this or whatever. He wants to see everybody train, everybody go for it. And then... And then see what happens and then make his decisions, whether he's going to loan them out, keep them or sell them, you know, whatever he's going to do or throw them in the trash, which Danny Drinkwater deserves. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. you, you leave know, Danny yeah. alone, bro. You leave him alone. <laughs> oh, my God. You're hammering him this morning. <laughs> now, West Ham do that. <laughs> oh, my God. You are going in on Danny. But to be fair, I mean, uh, uh, I, I think... <laughs> He just cares about money. Yeah. Like looking at it seriously, it's gotta I'm be. fifty grand a week or whatever. There's many people that work three hundred sixty-five days a year that don't make twenty a, a, a year or or True. thirty or forty or whatever. If he's making one hundred and fifty just for messing about every week, it's true. It's it, it's an absolute joke. It's a fraud. I, you know, you have players like him that that just do that. There's many players like him, yeah. and there's many people who would be much better than him, have a better attitude, and they would. They would pay to be where he is and be in his position, but you know, it's true. He it's... shit. He shot. He 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 scored that um, belter, uh, which was I think in 
one of his Chelsea appearances, uh, which yeah. was great. But it, it, it's, it's, I think he would have been better to stay at Leicester. I mean, my question to you is, why did we even sign him in the first place? Um, well, it was during the Conte time, and the idea was that he was going to get paired up with um, N'Golo Conte, and it were going to cre- recreate the magic that was at Leicester. But then Ang- Don- Antonio Conte never played him. Um, and during that same time, you had uh, Trevor Chaloba being sold as well. So looking back on it, Chelsea would have been better off just keeping Chaloba as opposed to signing Danny Drinkwater from a financial aspect and all this, that, or the other. Because the amount, and, and this is at the heart, my biggest problem with Danny Drinkwater. It's not him. It's the situation. He is taking up uh, monetary resources that could be shifted to other parts of the 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 roster that you know we could improve on that's a hundred and something if you're pay- making a hundred and something a week which Danny Drinkwater commands the amount of wages that he commands that it, that's I mean we could again argue on what he's worth but he's been he's a professional and he's built himself up to a point where he has commanded a hundred a hundred and something you know thousand a week but it is what it is now he has to find a dance partner he has to find a team that's going to pay that and in this case he found chelsea my issue is with whoever has made the decisions we got to keep in mind that it's not an algorithm it's not a computer that runs these teams it's people and people make decisions now if you make a bad decision on danny drinkwater it can happen one player here one player there but danny drinkwater is amongst the many bad decisions this team has made when it comes to personnel and signings you have your Papi Di Lubagis, you have your Falcaos, you have your your Patos, you have your uh, Zapacostas, you have your, I mean, people throw Morata in there, which he deserves to be in there. You got these, all these players on and on and on and on. Bakayoko is in there. On and on and on that are, are taking up resources, taking up millions of pounds that could have been gone somewhere else. I always, uh-huh. you know, for example, oh, oh, and to get away from the, I, I, I hold out hope for Bakayoko for one specific thing. Yesterday, uh, Claude Makélélé is has come back to Chelsea. He's gonna work with the youth and this, that, or the other, but he's gonna be in the building. Mm-hmm. We rewind the tape a few years. He did an interview about Bakayoko. And he said that he could be, and I'm paraphrasing this, so please don't, anybody, don't kill me. Say, oh, he didn't say that exactly. I'm paraphrasing. But he was speaking very highly of Bakayoko. And he was saying, <laughs> what he was saying was basically that he could be a, a, a very, very good player, provided he eliminates the distractions. And Bakayoko's best seasons, truth be told, when he was playing, was at Monaco and Claude McAlealy happened to be at Monaco as well as a member of the staff. So I hold out hope for Bakayoko, one, 
because Claude McAlealy is coming back and maybe he can, you know, at least improve on his game that that we've seen him, you know. It, it sucks that Bakayoko has, has flashed. He's flashed. He flashed in the Champions League uh, with Atletico. He's flashed last year during AC Milan where he had about, what, two months of bad play when he was over there. And then the rest of the season he played great uh, from all reports. Don't, you know, I, again, I don't, I'm not one of these guys that watch every single second of every single game. So, but, uh, you know, from around the world. But from every all the reports, he had a fantastic season at AC Milan. So there is talent there. Um, but I'm interested to see, man. I'm very interested to see what he can pull off uh, under Claude McAlealy. And reason number two is I do love the Timmy Bakayoko song. <laughs> I uh Timmy Bakayoko. I uh together we go long. So I, I I I like that song. So I it's part of the reason why I kind of want him to stay. I hold out hope they you know. I think that the level of him is what is Wolves, Everton, Leicester. Yeah. Oldham. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it probably, but probably. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I just, you know, it's just one of those things. Like, I don't know why. I don't know why I want this guy to succeed. I, 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 I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you why I wanted him to succeed. And I really could, I didn't have any emotional attachments to somebody like um, Marcus Alonso. I don't have any emotional attachments to Victor Moses when he was playing with. Like, All right. Do you think Lester's taking back? Do you think Lester's taking back? Danny Drinkwater? Mm-hmm. Hell no. Hell no. What? What? Uh, the wages. Nobody. It, it, his wages are too high. Would you, if you're Danny Drinkwater, would you go and you're making, let's say, a hundred? We. It could be anywhere to a hundred and hundred fifty. You're Danny Drinkwater. Would you go to any other team that's not gonna match your wages? That's gonna pay you less. Well, if you're gonna play, yes. But ah, uh, well, yeah. If if he's gonna play, I mean, that provided that he does care about playing. Week in, week out. I don't out. think he cares about playing. I, I, it's I, a pure self. I'm, not, I'm not mocking him. I think he's in this for money because he came to Chelsea and he sees I'm. Uh, he's not good enough for Chelsea. You know, he has to admit that he's not good enough. You know, they see N'Golo and him, and they think, oh yeah, they'll be a good partnership. Whatever. They got that one wrong. Yeah. And it's just not. It's just not going to be good. He just sees this. He sees big money. He sees the price tag, and he thinks, oh yeah, I'll go down here and I'll mess. I'll mess away a few years. And and I'll and I'll have a couple of million pound more in pocket, which is okay. Whatever if you want to do that, then you're not playing, so we don't have to see you every week. So yeah, yeah, go off and get arrested. <laughs> go off and get arrested. Leave him alone already, dude. You're like, killing even him. In, <laughs> even in the even in the news, they say oh a man was found, a 29 year old man, however old he was. He's a fool. Baller. He's a footballer. Respect him at least. And they say he plays for Chelsea Football Club. Oh my God. Respect. You're killing the man. Poor Danny. What did Danny Drinkwater do to you, bro? Come to my club. Unfortunately. That's not his fault. We it should... is because he didn't have to pick it. If he if he doesn't pick the cheaper wages from Wolves, Everton, Leicester, whoever, Newcastle, whoever you want to pick. If he if he doesn't pick that, then he, he picked Chelsea. So yeah, I, I just want him out. I I just think you know we well, can put that in Chelsea Foundation. You know, if you look at it seriously now, I'm 
I'm looking at this seriously. I think it would be better if the money that we pay him goes into the Chelsea Foundation, goes into <laughs> some sort of charitable good. cause. <laughs> if it goes into a charitable cause, then that would be better, wouldn't you say? <laughs> You're saying he's Danny Drinkwater is so useless. His the money that he's being paid, it would be do better if we give it to charity and foundations. <laughs> That's awesome, bro. That is so good. That is so good. You I don't think you understand how you're destroying this bed. Poor Danny Drinkwater. Yeah, but you're right. I mean, because literally you're they're paying but you're they're paying I see your point. Chelsea Football Club is paying a player. Who knows? Who knows how active he is in training? We all assume that he's being useful and he's um contributing to the first team because he's a, a glorified cone in training. But you know what's his activity on preseason then? Because I don't he hasn't really, really, really been following the preseason. He hasn't really played the in the preseason, to be honest with you. He, I've watched out of the six games we've played, six, seven games. Don't don't quote me anybody on that. I've watched a, a percentage. I would say I'm up to 85 to 90% I've watched of the preseason. I cannot remember a single memorable thing that Jan Danny Drinkwater has done. I swear to you. I, I honestly got... The club. That'll be the next memory. I'm visualizing it. I, I honestly cannot remember anything memorable um, that he's done. I, I swear to you. Um, he could have scored a goal. He could have con uh, contributed to an assist. I'm not saying that he hasn't. What I'm saying is I don't remember. Anyway, this Honestly. is becoming the Johnny Drinkwater podcast now. <laughs> Welcome to the All-American Chelsea, uh, Danny Drinkwater Chelsea Hate Podcast. Holy jeez, Louise. All right, my, let, let's move on. Let's move on to... Uh, to Ross Barkley. Ross Barkley. <laughs> well, we already touched on Ross Barkley. No, I would like to actually speak about Mason Mount, actually. Yes, yes. Let's, let's inject some positivity. There's two guys that... I've already moved on from as far as my worry and my concern. Um, and it happened very early. I've, I, I, I moved on. For, Christian Pulisic has been exactly what I thought he was going to be. I'm an American, so obviously I see him with the American national team. We have nothing to worry about with him. Provided that he continues down this path, Chelsea supporters, I was curiously optimistic that he was going to work out. I'm certain he's going to work out. I know he's going to exactly we don't do more with these Americans because we've got Matt Mayazga or whoever and we could have used him, but he was just an asset to us. Yeah, yeah. No, he was a bad... That is somebody that had no business being on Chelsea Football Club. And I and I love... I, 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 on my Instagram, on my personal Instagram, I posted about him. He played one game for us uh, where he started and I, th I remember him having a very, very good game. What competition was that in? Uh, in the Premier League. It was against, uh, like, Stoke or something like that. One of those teams. Right. One of those teams. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't, a, a, like, a city or anything like that. But he played one game where we were playing. It was the season that Pedro uh, came to Chelsea. The I guess it was the second. It would have been... The second Mourinho, like 15, or 15, 16, I think. But whatever, whatever the case may be, I do remember him having one good game. Um, 
you can argue anybody can have oh, any professional player can have one good game. Um, but he did have one good game. But Matt Miazga doesn't possess the same level of skill that Christian Pulisic possesses. We are going to be just fine. I'm. I used to say before he got to us that at worst he's going to be as good as Pedro and William. I am here to tell you guys right here, right now, provided there's no injury, provided there's no major setbacks, at worst, he will definitely be better than William or Pedro. At worst. Now, some people say, oh, he could be a world-class Ballon d'Or winner. I don't necessarily, I'm not there yet. I haven't seen enough of him, and I've seen a lot. I'm not there yet, but I, what I have seen, I can tell you right now, he's going to be at worst, better than William Pedro. Not like how I said before. At worst, he will be exactly William and Pedro. Comparing to Kalamatana Doiben. Oof. You can't, as of right now, I've seen more world class um, from Callum Hudson Adoy than I have seen from Christian Pulisic. What I, Understand what I'm saying. What I'm not saying is that Christian Pulisic can't be as good, better than Callum hudson Adoy. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is right now, if you ask me for a race, who's winning the I'm going to be world class first? Daddy, drink water. <laughs> what I'm, I'm saying. Flying through. <laughs> Danny, drink water has entered the chat. What I am saying is that I've seen right now Callum hudson Adoy is winning the I race. I won't leave his goal. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm seeing that uh, Callum Hudson-Odoi is uh, in second place behind Danny Drinkwater on who's going to be world-class. Uh, and Christian Pulisic is in third. How There isn't a ginormous gap. There isn't, uh, you know, there isn't the same gap between me and Callum Hudson-Odoi on who's going to be world-class. That gap between Christian Pulisic and Callum Hudson-Odoi, is, 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 there is a gap there. It's not a, 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 a ginormous gap. But there is a gap there. Um, but I think Christian Pulisic, I don't think it, we have to be worried about him. The second person is Mason Mount. I've seen enough. Mason Mount is going to be fine. That kid can play. What do you, I mean, like, what have you seen? Like, like what do you think, uh, you know, about Mason he, he's Mount? He's a special player. I've seen him in the Barcelona game. He is a special player. He scored in uh, against St. Patrick's, was it? Yep. That was an amazing goal as well. I really yep. like him as well. Yep. Um, I think he's got a good knack a about him when I was watching the Derby games even. I, I think he's good at, at Derby. And I think that the thing that has put him ahead of a lot of the players that are here, here now is because he got a season under Frank Lampard at a lesser club. And now he's getting a season under Frank Lampard and, and progressively more and more and more seasons under Frank Lampard at a big club, at the club that he's always going to be at. And I quite like it. I like his family, you know, even the Alex Goldberg's podcast and all that. Like, even his dad seems quite, you know, a nice man. They seem like a nice family and a footballing family. And I quite like it. So I think very positive uh, on the pitch and off the pitch. I think I really like him. Yeah, no, no, no. He's, he can play. He can play. I'm not worried about him at all. I'm not worried about him at all. And I, and I love the idea of, of, um, of Christian Pulisic, of Mason Mount, of Callum Hudson Adoy, um, those four guys, they're roughly the same age. They're they're I think Christian Pulisic is the oldest one of all, and he's twenty. 
but Mason Mount is, I think, 18, 19, something like that. When, when's Christian Pulisic's birthday? I think uh, he's almost 21. I don't think he's he's far off 21. That's um, what I'm I'm thinking. not sure. Let's let's check it real quick. I think it, I have a feeling. I have a funny feeling. I could be really wrong. I think it's coming up soon. Okay. Um, I'm, I have his birthday up. Take your guess. Give me a, an official <sighs> date. Month and uh, year. No, Month I haven't got anything in front of me before you, before anybody just says um twenty uh, eighth of September nineteen ninety eight. You you are good, my man. September eighteenth is his birthday. Ooh. You are nineteen ninety eight? Yeah. Wow. I, I swear I have nothing in front of me. No, no, no. I'm I'm watching you. He you're good. You're good. I'm watching you, dude. That was a great, a great I guess. Say, I've got no, I've got nothing in front of me. Great that, that guess. Guess it's a guess. Great guess, feeling, dude. I had a feeling it was in September. So yeah. yeah. Okay, so look, you got. We should play a quiz. <laughs> <laughs> you got Mason Mount. His birthday is January tenth, nineteen ninety nine. So him and Pulisic are gonna be the same age. Uh, coming up, they're gonna be twenty one. Twenty one. 20, 20. Pulisic is going to be 21 and or 20. Wait a minute. My math isn't the best, but whatever. They're, well, the point I'm trying to make is they're all going to be the same age. Uh, let's What's look. Danny Drinkwater's birthday? It's in front of me. Don't don't look it up just yet. Uh, I couldn't tell you. I know he's going to be 29. Have a guess. Have a guess. Go on. Yeah, well, if he's going to be 29... Then it has his birthday has to come up, be coming up, probably September. Have a guess. I'm not telling you anything until you have a guess. Uh, September, September, and he was gonna be 29, so it's gotta be uh, bu- 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 89, September 89, something like that. Uh, what what date? Oh, it's September. Um, September twenty third. It's not September at all. It's the fifth of March, nineteen ninety. He's already twenty nine. Jesus, that was off. He's already twenty nine, so he's gonna be thirty. All right. Yes. So, Callum Hudson Adoy. Callum Hudson Adoy's birthday, November two thousand. So, Callum Hudson Adoy is the youngest. Of Mason of the trio, Mason Mount, um, Christian Pulisic, and Callum Hudson Odoi. I'm very interested in seeing. What are your players. thoughts on Tamori? I haven't seen enough. Um, if Frank is high on him, then I'm high on him, but I haven't seen enough um, to make a solid conclusion. I, I know he's played in the preseason. I he played the last match uh, uh, with RB uh, Salzburg or whatever. But I, I don't remember seeing him in the yesterday's match. I, I don't remember. Um, then again, uh, you know, I, I didn't watch. 100- How old would you say he is? <laughs> oh, he's young too. I know he's the same thing. I know he's a you know a late you know a late teen. You know, like eighteen, nineteen, something like that. No, he, for Kai Tamori. Yeah. What, what, no, he's older than that. He is. He's in his twenties. <laughs> he's twenty years yes. old. Huh. So he's he's a, he's a bit older than twenty. Really, twenty one? Yeah, have a guess. Have a guess before you look it up. Um. Well, I think 
he's probably going to be, if he's older than 20, he's going to be Ruben Loftus-Cheek's age. Ruben's 22, 23. 23. I'm, not the, I'm not the best with the ages, but he's around there, man. Oh, what, what, what would you guess? Then? 22? Date. What, dates. Uh, February? The what? 29? 19th of December, 1997, 21. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, he's 21. But yeah, so like the point of the point I'm trying to make is there is a core of youth that 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 I'm very excited to see all of them playing together. You know what I'm saying? I'm very excited to see them together because Mason Mount, um, Christian Pulisic, Callum Hudson Adoy, Tamori, you have, you can, you know, throw in there. Reece, Abraham. Tammy, Ab- Tammy Abraham, I, I'm, I am putting him, this is his season. He needs to, you know, whatever him and Frank need to sit down and they need to come up with their goals or whatever, like, uh, whatever, you know, uh, goals they want Tammy to hit, how they want him to progress by the end of the season. Because he has an opportunity, a hell of an opportunity in front of him to actually, you know, make a mark. The likes that, you know, a lot of people have his in his position have, haven't had. I mean, you have Dominic, Dominic Solanke a few years ago didn't have an opportunity to solidify himself as the number nine. He really didn't. Um, he didn't get, if I remember correctly, he didn't have as much game time as... Uh, Tammy Abraham is about to get uh, another one that didn't have that. You got uh, who was it? You had, if I remember correctly, not even um Daniel Sturridge. He was floating around, bouncing around between winger and striker, and Chelsea sent him out on loan. Sent him to City on loan. Who else did they send him on loan to? Didn't he go to Liverpool on loan, or he was sold on? Or sold to Liverpool? It was sold to Liverpool, I think. But I, I think he went on loan first, and then. Well, either way, Victor Moses. You know how Chelsea does, where they get players and then they send them on loan to prove themselves out of somewhere else. So all these youngsters have an opportunity to prove themselves, have an opportunity to get game time to prove themselves to set themselves up for next year. And Tammy Abraham. <laughs> He didn't go on loan. It was it was a, it was a, it was a full loan for a million pounds, and he didn't go on loan to Liverpool. He he uh he went straight there. He went straight there because I know he went to he went on loan to Man City. Then he came back. He went on loan to Bolton Wanderers as well. Yeah. He, then he came back. Um, it was uh, during the Champions League season. I think he has a Champions League medal. I mean, not medal, but he was on that team. He 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 went through the whole season that year. But either way. Tammy Abraham has an opportunity here. He has an opportunity to do something. So, um, I hope he. I hope he does fulfill because, you know, if not, Chelsea is going to be splashing. Well, I would. I would send him out on loan purely because I think it'd work well for Villa, and he'll get a Premier League loan. Well, he, I mean, this season is not going on loan. He was already given the number nine. Season starts. Next. I know, I know, but I, I, I would have been unhappy if he did go on loan or even you know maybe put him on loan again but i need i mean somebody said to me the other day you need to give him this opportunity because we might bring in a world class 
class striker and then we then he won't get the opportunity ever again. So he just has to go for it now. Yeah, I agree. I agree. He has to go for it. He has to. Like this season, this guy needs to, you know, at walk every opportunity to get. He needs to, you know, maximize every Embrace second. It. Every second of every moment because he is in a oper- he's in a situation that few few has been in at Chelsea. Um where he has he has nobody to worry about. He has Mishi, he has Giroud to worry about, and 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 outside of those two, um you know, he's gonna get a ton of opportun- opportunities. He really is. Uh because Giroud, yes, Giroud's gonna start games. Giroud's gonna get a lot of game time because he's the older striker, because he holds up the play so well. Uh, Mishi, and Frank can see it from a player's point of view as well. Yeah, yeah. So well, let me ask you a question. I mean, this we're, we seem to be talking about the seat. What do you? I when it's all said and done, come May, mm. where where are we? I know you said that the best we're gonna finish at is top four. Let's not focus in on the on the table because, quite honestly, I don't necessarily like my obje- like where we finish on the table is very low on the list of priorities to me personally. The club. The first priority should always be winning the Champions League trophy, winning the Premier League trophy, winning the FA Cup trophy. So it's Champions League. Would you say Champions League is first? Because I would say that as well. But a lot of old school Chelsea fans say the Premier League. The Premier League. Well, I mean, you definitely... I mean, look at Man City. Man City has won the Premier League two years in a row. Uh, They're definitely in the hunt to win it a third time. However... They they're looked at a little bit as not fulfill not coming uh coming through with all their potential because they haven't won the Champions League at least uh-huh. during this during this time. So, but they are incredible. They, yeah, as great as they are, because it's like you guys have so much potential to be amazing, and you are amazing, but you haven't won the Champions League. Versus Liverpool, Liverpool, I see kind of the talk over this last couple months is changing a little bit, like. I don't see them that they had like the pressure is a little bit off of them to win the Premier League because they've just won the Champions League. I don't know. I don't know if maybe it's just the fact is we're just so close to them winning the Premier the Champions League that and they came in they were in the finals last season that it's like you know the, the, the pressure it feels like the pressure's off but that could just be that we're just so close for them winning it we'll see how the season goes but for me as a fan <laughs> as a supporter of Chelsea my priority is next season doing everything we need to do to set us up uh, set ourselves up for success for domination next season and that is Securing the found the the youth foundation as far what what I mean is our foundation that is paved with youth players that is paved with Mason Mount, Tammy Abraham, Reese James, uh, Tamori seems like he's gonna be sticking around, uh, uh Christian Pulisic, Callum Hudson Adoy, uh, Ruben Loftus Cheek, having those guys secure their spot for next season, improving for next season. Mm-hmm. That's that's I think number one. Number two is then winning some type of silverware, whether it be the FA Cup, the Carabao Cup. I mean, just something where Frank Lampard can lift a trophy. My expectations next year, my expectations next year will be either the FA Cup or the Carabao Cup. 
and maybe a Europa League win, um, being knocked out of the Champions League and then going through that. Because I would rather go get knocked out of the Champions League than, you know, get 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 knocked out by Barcelona and the Juventus because we're not gonna get we're not gonna beat Barcelona or Juventus or any of them teams if we do ever get them. And we're not gonna beat a lot of teams because we couldn't do it with Hazard. So how can we do it now unless we've got some miracle of Mason Mount, Christian Pulisic and and Lampard being our managers. So we're not gonna do that. So I think that we've just got this sort of a situation. So I think Carabao Cup or FA Cup, because you know what Chelsea, however bad of a season, even somebody on a contributor on our channel said this, however bad of a season we have, there's always going to be a final to look forward to in May. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I agree. I agree. So forgetting the table, what do you, what, okay. So what are your expectations for this season? What do you see? Um, what what do you see at like our where I can't say what do we need to improve on, but what do you see like what are your expectations? For this you you think our defense needs to step up, um, but, but I, it's been like Arsenal. Arsenal are signing Nicola Pepe and they got Aubameyang and Lacazette, but their their defense is still crap yeah. because if you have a leaky defense you're still going to leak goals, however much of a good attackers, because you have to look at United, for example, they haven't sold Phil Jones, Ashley Young, Chris Smalling, any of them, so they're still going to play. If you don't sell players that that are shit, they're going to play. And, you know, even if you have Cristiano Ronaldo and Messi and Iniesta and all these amazing, and Xavi and all these amazing players in the attacking midfield, if you have a a leaky defence, you know, and even what United think, oh, we'll, we'll throw Harry Maguire into it. But you, if you have Harry Maguire and Chris Smalling, or Harry Maguire and Pink Boots Phil Jones, <laughs> with Mark Goldbridge going mad about him, it's the Pink Boots! <laughs> He's like a cat trying to bury <laughs> Barry is dropping You're on like a tile a floor. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Goldridge <laughs> is the best. I love that, that guy. Was Frank Lampard. That was Frank Lampard he was playing up against. And he, and Mark Goldbridge thinks that, that there'll be us next Sunday. Uh, it's not going to happen, mate. It's going to be Phil Jones with the pink boat. We should do a full-time penal- penalties and we'll see who wins again. It'll probably be Frank. I, I also, I, I'm not worried about the United game. The mastermind versus the apprentice, Mourinho versus Lampard. Yeah, I'm not worried about him next season. I mean, uh, next Sunday at all. I'm, I'm really not worried about United next uh, next Sunday. You're uh, really not worried? Nah. the other day, I was speaking to Sadiq the other day. He's like going mad about it. He's like, our preseason is so bad, doom and gloom, you know. Our defense is so bad. Look oh, at the all. defense has issues. Like, I guarantee you. have our issues, but he, it's like being a little bit positive. Yeah. You know, you're the crap. They're not going to sign Harry Maguire. They might have by the time this podcast goes out. That it could happen. I think it's agreed. You know it's, it's agreed for agreed. eighty. It's a, it's agreed and all this, but you know, you know what yeah. United are like. You know what Edward Wood is like. They they just pull out. Edward Wood will get rid of something, and then he'll end up back at Leicester, or they'll run out of time because the window closes on Thursday, not next year. Thursday, and United don't deal very well. They don't seem to. I know this is not this is not turning into the. All American United podcast, yeah. but it's like just they just they just hassle around too much. They only go with the one deal. They're focusing on Harry Maguire. Then it's going to be Bruno Fernandez. They're not going to get anybody because if you try and juggle all these different deals, you're not going to get anything. Because if I'm if I'm making five videos for the channel, I'd be better to just go one at a time. Otherwise, you're not going to get anything done because you get bit part of one, bit part of another, bit part of this, bit part of that. And then the next thing, there'll be a deadline where you can't put these up or the, the, the transfer window is closed or whatever. So there'll be a deadline there. So you have to you have to look at how you can work with things. And United are too slow. Jesus. I mean, 
I can't disagree with anything you just said. I really can't. So, my brother, at the end of it all, we're looking at Chelsea winning some type of trophy next season. I, I that's what I want. That seems like that's what you want. Something. Um, I, I agree with you. I, I highly doubt. And what are your predictions for who will win each trophy? I think we'll win the FA Cup. I think City will win the Carabao Cup. I think City will win the Premier League. I think Juventus will win the Champions League. Um, what else is there? The Europa League. I, us, I, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe us. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I'm. I, to be if honest we win with the, you, if we win the Champions League and it's Danny Drinkwater's <laughs> winner, um, I'll you, die. <laughs> if we win the Champions League and it's yeah. Danny Drinkwater as the winner, <laughs> I will get tattooed on my face and it's Danny Drinkwater as the, <laughs> with the winner. <laughs> and a snapshot of my face as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm going to get tattooed on my forehead. Like people say, oh, oh uh, was it Bakshiwoi who scored the goal against West Brom or whatever? But people say, yep. oh, he's not a legend, but he scored that and all this. So it's like people just annoy me. Like, I mean, you can't, I mean, that, that it was a ridiculous, uh, what was it, the BBC or, or BT Sport that just did that commercial with you can't write the script for football Mario uh, gets you you can't you can't write who you know you can't write a script who knew that Chelsea would go into Bayern Munich's home for the Champions League's final get scored on in the 80th something minute and go on to win the Champions League uh that same night who knew that uh, nobody knew that. Nobody in the building, nobody on planet Earth. And he's it's... talking about Liverpool's yeah. uh, Barcelona one. Divock Origi is the new Mario Goetze. Yeah, you know, Liverpool last year. I mean, uh, 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 what was it? Uh, Tottenham. I mean, we, no, we don't have to go into what Tottenham is, you know, as rivals to Chelsea. But just take Stop. a step back. Absolutely agreed. Uh, stay, take a step back. And just in footballing uh, sense alone, I mean, what Tottenham pulled off last year to go to the finals to the Champions League. I mean, that. Yeah, but they bottled it. They bottled it. Yeah. But... Oh, people say oh, they've got a great stadium. They've just spent, what, £100 billion pounds or £100 million pounds or however much they've spent. I don't follow them because they're scum. Um, and they've spent all this money. It's going to be a great stadium. As DT yeah. says, it's going to be a great stadium. And they have the new guy from the Go Compare adverts there. Go Compare! And all this. So they have all this kind of big ceremony. And it's like, oh, we're the greatest team <laughs> in London or whatever they sing. I don't care. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't hear any of that from 4,000 miles away. I don't hear it. So, but my, anyways, my little brother, um, where can people find you? Talk, give them your social media. Give them your uh, your show. How can people get a hold of you? Uh, YouTube.com forward slash the football fan chat and at GM underscore T fan chat on Twitter at TFFC YouTube. And then there's some of the other guys, CFC hash, shout out to Hashim and, and Zane and uh, Jom and, 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 and some of the other guys, Adam as well, and all the other guys that help with the channel. But YouTube.com forward slash the football fan chat. We're almost at a thousand subscribers as well. So we would appreciate if you would man. subscribe. Um, yeah. Thanks C- for having me on. Congratulations. All Thank right, you. everybody. That's is the end that dice I use the end of it. Jesus Christ learn how to talk finally this is the end of the interview 
All right, everybody, that was the interview. Um, I want to thank again GM from the Football Fan Chat for coming on uh, coming on to the podcast. Um, I had him on because it's really important for me to be a active participant in the Chelsea Football Fan uh, Chat community. Um, I should say the Chelsea Football Fan related uh, content community. It's important to me. Uh, reason being is that I personally believe this is a tremendous opportunity for anybody fans uh, on the fan side. We have the power um, to create content and to be a serious force and a serious contender uh, to, to, to gain the same respect as the major uh, sports publications like Fan chat, fan content is dominating, especially in football right now. Um, and I continue, and this is only the beginning. So, I, I it's something I strongly believe in. Number two, GM, uh, as you could tell, is is young as a young guy. Uh, I think he's in his early teens, and he is doing something that I personally know I didn't have the balls to do at his age nor the maturity nor the dedication to do at all to put myself out there in front of people at such an early age um and it's inspiring to see man uh it's absolutely inspiring to see and bro like he is a bigger and better man than i uh was at that age uh, I got into this game very late because, quite frankly, at that at his age, I didn't have the confidence nor the the uh, self belief as he does. You know, whether it's for fun or not, it's a scary thing, man, to put yourself up uh, in front of the world um, as you are and take whatever comes with it man it's it's a brave thing not to say that you know anybody that creates content a hero and this that or the other no 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 i'm not saying that i'm not saying that what i'm saying is it's very brave of what he's doing because i certainly know i can't speak for everybody else but i certainly know at his age i wouldn't have done anything like that and for him to be doing that man salute to him so that's it for the podcast um I have a very, I have another podcast coming out sometime soon with Nini, and it's what today I'm recording this on Sunday, August fourth. He and I have been going back and forth, back and forth. It happens every single time. Uh, we speak over WhatsApp, Skype, or whatever. Uh, like literally, he and I like a you know a conversation not texting back and forth on the phone voice whatever for hours before we ever record a podcast because we're just friends like that so i know i posted on twitter that podcast was going to be out on friday i do apologize i don't like to do that whether i gas i gas up um you know you guys that i have a guest coming through and then i don't follow through on that it has nothing to do with that has everything to do with you know his scheduling and my scheduling and just the simple fact that we talk for three hours and by the time we look up i'm like yo i gotta go to work or i gotta do he's gotta make a video this out of the other we'll just talk again tomorrow and then the podcast doesn't get done and then tomorrow comes and it's the same thing again we just go on and on and on and on and on so but don't worry guys 
I can't. He and I have been. All I'm going to say is don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. If you enjoy the podcast that he and I do together, if you enjoy the content that he and I do together, let's just say. They'll be happening a little bit more frequently. I can't go into how frequent it's going to be frequent. You guys are not going to. You guys are not going to be ready for what we got planned. What we got lined up. Not ready. Not ready for it. That's all I'm going to say about that. Give me three. Go ahead on. Whisper. And when it's a secret, you have to whisper. When it's a secret, you have to whisper. So this is whispering. This means it's a secret. We're going to be working more. Don't worry, though. I can't. That's all I'm going to say about that. Anyways, guys, that's all I can. I don't even know if, uh, I don't know if how much of that you're going to hear because the noise gate might catch it. But whatever you can catch, you can catch. When it's a secret, you got to whisper. So that's all I got for the show. Um, I'll talk to you guys again. So we have, we're in August. Podcasts, more podcasts are going to be coming out. The time for play is over. The next time we speak, we will be after the very first game of the Premier League. I cannot believe it. August 13th, the very first game, Chelsea versus Manchester United. I can't wait. I already got a guest lined up. Another member of the family. I I can't describe him any other way. Another member of the family. Um... I can't describe it any other way. I can't. I can't. I can't. So we'll talk after the Manchester United podcast. Uh, Manchester United versus Chelsea uh, match, very first game of the Premier League. I'm so excited! I'm so excited! It's like Christmas in August. I can't wait! I can't wait! Oh my God! I can't wait! I can't wait! Woo! I can't wait. So I'll talk to you guys again. Enough with the chit chat. Enough with the bullshit. We'll talk after the match, and then I got another podcast coming up, and another one, and another one, and another one. Just when you think they're done, boom, another podcast right up on your ass. So, anyways, guys, I'll talk to you again soon. I love each and every single one of you. Whatever you desire to do, whatever positive thing you think you can do, I always have your back. Go out there and fucking crush it in whatever you want to do. And just know that your boy's right behind you. Okay? I love each and every single one of you. I'll talk to you guys again next week after the very first game in the Premier League. Chelsea versus Manchester United. Manchester United versus Chelsea. Frank Lampard's first game officially as a Chelsea manager. The very first one. Beautiful times are ahead people beautiful times are ahead i'm excited we're all excited i'll talk to you guys your boy will be there for every single one i love you guys have a great day enjoy the rest of your day your boy's out big kiss i love you guys later Trippin' on how I shifted pop culture Changed hip-hop on you Smoking like a roster was my pop's culture I'll be damned if I die sober I'll be sure to visit pop folk, yeah.
Close, I got some shit to tell ya Motherfuckers get familiar It's not just model bitches on my genitalia Did azaleas from Australia Trips to Venezuela Cinderella's under my umbrella For different weather Ella, Ella, ages play it like I didn't tell ya Niggas taking pictures anytime we get together And hope to fly away just one day like some lovebirds Only one word that I'm afraid of is the love word Cause I'm a black man with confidence of a white male Hallelujah 